This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. And let's get on with the unpleasantness, shall we? Uh, This uh, show is being recorded on uh, December 20th, uh, 2019, uh, just two days after the media has announced to the world that uh, President Donald John Trump has been impeached. Now, I need to unpack this a little bit. There's a, uh, a notion out there that some people have that when they hear impeach, they think that means removed from office. I think my wife had that moment when I told her that the House has impeached uh, President Donald John Trump. And she looked at me like, huh? You know, and with a, with a smile, like, oh, yeah? And I said, well, impeached. Not, he's, he's still president. He's been impeached. So here's how it goes. When it comes to the president and impeachment, the Constitution grants the the power to the House of Representatives to impeach a president. Think of impeachment as uh, an indictment. And think of the House of Representatives as uh, as a grand jury. And... Um, as when a when a prosecutor brings a case before a grand jury, they are presenting evidence, and the grand jury is is deciding if the evidence warrants going ahead uh, and indicting a uh, indicting somebody. Uh, the grand jury may um, uh, decide on. They have several items to decide on, and a couple, few of them, they say, yes, that's indictable, but this other stuff isn't. So that's, that's what can happen. And in impeachment, it's, it's, it's very similar. So the, um, um, the House Judiciary Committee, you know, they, they, start, they do the investigations, and, they, and they, they get witnesses and evidence and testimony and all this kind of stuff, and, and then uh, they make the decision on whether or not they should impeach or bring it to a full house vote. The the, the if that happens, the full house votes on it, and if there's at least 218 votes in the house to impeach, then they have impeached the president. So the judiciary committee, the House Judiciary Committee, draws up articles of impeachment. Uh, in this case, they drew up two. One is abuse of power, which has to relate to President Trump. Uh, getting a foreign power to, or at least attempting to get a foreign power to interfere in our elections, to dig up dirt on uh, on a political opponent, 
there's also the element of was it quid pro quo? Was there bribery involved? Uh, there's also that element uh, to it. And then there's the uh, obstruction of Congress. So that those were the two articles that came up against Donald John Trump. So, um, so the whole House voted on it on Wednesday and went along pretty much along party lines. Two Democrats did vote against impeachment. One of them, a fellow from Minnesota, uh, and I don't know if the other Democrat was this, uh, what's her name, uh, Tulsi, who, who voted present. Now, I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if she's, if that's counted in, in that. Because it said there was, two, there was two nay votes by Democrats. All the Republicans in the House said, no, 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 no impeach. All the rest of the Democrats said yes, and there was an independent in there that voted yes to impeach. So, it's more than 218 votes. He's impeached. The process now is the articles of impeachment have been voted upon, and uh, the House picks um, the impeachment managers. The House managers—they I don't know how many they pick, but they they pick a, you know however many they pick, and then the articles of impeachment and the the the, the House managers they bring that over to the Senate, and the House managers present the case to the Senate. Now in this case, you will think of the the Senate as a jury. Uh, the Supreme Court, uh, the, the Supreme Justice on the Supreme Court, the uh, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, not the Supreme Justice, the, su the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court will sit as judge uh, in the Senate. So the Senate is the jury, and so they will be presented the case that the House has come up with, and then they will vote. If they vote to acquit, uh, then, you know, then the, the the president is not convicted. He's still been impeached, but he's not convicted. You need a two-thirds majority to convict the president in that process in the Senate. So a two-thirds majority of the Senate need to vote to convict in order for the president to be removed from office. If that happens, that's all that happens. The president is removed from office. Uh, he is he is barred from holding any other office. I don't know if it's just on a federal level, but he's barred from holding other office. So uh, he it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that he goes to jail. It doesn't mean anything like that. It just means he is no longer president, and he can't run for any other office like senator or representative stuff like that. So that's that's where we're at. Uh, right now. In fact, I think where we are at this moment is uh, waiting for the articles of impeachment to be uh, brought, you know, and the the managers to be selected and the articles to be brought over to the Senate, where I think we're in, we're in that section right there. Where that's, that's, I think that's where we're at. So, uh, Donald John Trump has now joined an exclusive club. There's only three men in that club. Uh, the the other is uh, the others are uh, William Jefferson Clinton and Andrew Johnson. I don't know what his middle name is, <laughs> but Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson was the first president to have been impeached. Uh, he, uh, however, was not an elected president. So that means uh, that means that uh, Donald uh, John Trump is part of an even more exclusive club, and that is he is only the second elected president 
to have been impeached. William Jefferson Clinton, of course, was the first. Andrew Johnson assumed the office when Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. So, uh, so that's, that's an even more exclusive club that Donald John Trump is part of. Uh, he, we can hope, at least some of us can hope, that he joins an even more exclusive club. And that would be the only U.S. president to have been impeached and convicted and thereby removed from office. We can, we can, some of us anyway, can hope that that happens. But we all know, you and I know, that the, the Senate trial will just be a show trial. It's a foregone conclusion. All the Republicans are going to go uh, against uh, convicting, and all the Democrats are going to go for it. Oh, I don't know, maybe a Democrat or two will cross the aisle and vote uh, against convicting the president, but none of the Republicans are going to do it. It's going to be very much like it was back when William Jefferson Clinton was impeached. Which I got to say, you know, looking back on it, <clears throat> I recall you know, those were, it was 1998, I was more conservative in those days. And I, you know, so I, of course, was for the impeachment of Bill Clinton, but looking back at, at uh, I'm sorry, William Jefferson Clinton, sorry. I, looking back on it, I still feel that it was right. Think it was the right thing to do. He lied under oath. He broke the law. I don't care what it was he lied about. I don't care if he was lying about getting a blowjob or if he lied about traffic tickets. I don't care what he lied about. It might be a little troubling as to why he was put in a situation in which he would lie under oath. Okay, I can I can entertain those arguments saying, well, he shouldn't have even been under oath. To, you know, It was all just a, a witch hunt, if you will. Uh, I can entertain that argument, but still, to this day, no matter what reason it was that he ended up being under oath and lying, I think that's an impeachable offense. I still do. Remove him from office, convict him? Uh, probably, because it's, he still did break the law. But every Democrat voted against conviction. So they couldn't get a three, you know, two-thirds majority. Not one Democrat said, no, it, this is an impeachable offense. Uh, senator Byrd, if memory serves, he was a senior, you know, senator, you know, a, a longtime senator uh, uh, of the Democrats. And I think he floated, the idea was floated that he was considering voting for conviction of, of William Jefferson Clinton, but he didn't. And I was disappointed that our senator, uh, I think he was the senior senator too from Minnesota uh, at the time, was Paul Wellstone. Paul Wellstone was a very liberal senator. Um, he, he, I think I might have voted for him back when I was more liberal, before becoming more conservative, and now I'm back to being more liberal. <laughs> I've moderated. So, but I can still have certain conservative ideas, or at least understandings. Uh, not necessarily agree with the idea, but I understand it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, because, you know, we are nuanced people. We are not, just, it's not just black and white. It's not just full blue, full red. It's, we're, we're shades of purple, more than likely. And it depends on the issue. Yeah, it does. So, anyway, I was disappointed in him because I, I had always thought, even though at that time I was disagreeing with most of his policies, I'd probably agree with him now, uh, I... I, but I always thought he was honest. I always thought he had integrity and you know the strength of his convictions. I always thought that about him. 
Might not agree with him, but I thought that about him. But then when I saw him just, uh, you know, he too went with the foregone conclusion, we are not going to convict. Oh, I, he, I'm sure, had justifications. I'm sure he had reasoning, you know, reasons to give for why, you know, lying under oath is is okay. Well, you know, it's not shame on you, Mr. President, but no, you, you can keep your office. If I recall correctly, he was a law professor. I would think that, but it didn't. So I was disappointed. I still am a little bit, but, uh, you know, it's been 20 years. So let's move on. Uh, so this has happened. And, and that's, and that's uh, as I said, uh, where we stand at this point is the articles of impeachment have been voted on. Uh, he, the president has been impeached. We are, I guess it's, at this moment, we're at the process of getting those articles over to the Senate with the House managers to present the case to the Senate. So that's, that's where we're sitting right now. <sighs> it's kind of, it's just, uh, you know, it's a tough thing to put a country through. Uh, Richard Milhouse Nixon was just about to be impeached. It looked pretty certain that he was going to be impeached. And as, as looking back on it, from what I know, I didn't know anything at the time, but from what I've learned since then, I think it was, it was pretty certain that there were going to be Republicans. Uh, Richard Milhouse Nixon was a Republican, in case you've forgotten. Uh, there were going to be Republicans, both in the House and the Senate, that I think were going to you know, go against him. He was getting advice from people, members of his own party, saying... Maybe you should resign. And that's what he ended up doing. And then Gerald, I don't know his middle name, Ford, uh, assumed the office of president, and he soon uh, pardoned Richard Milhouse Nixon of all wrongdoing with the impeachment stuff. So, or, or, you know, he wasn't impeached, uh, but, you know. Uh, so there would have been four, but uh, Nixon resigned, or I'm sorry, Richard Milhouse Nixon resigned before it could happen. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> so that's where we're at. Uh, a lot of my Facebook friends were very excited about the he's been impeached. Some of my Facebook friends were tr were trying to find ways to <laughs> to uh, you know I don't know justify still thinking that he shouldn't be impeached. There is an interesting op-ed piece that's been written. Uh, on the website uh, Christianity Today, which was a which was an organization that was set up by Billy Graham, and uh, there's an op-ed piece written by their editor in chief. Uh, I don't I don't have his name in front of me. I will try to remember to link it in the show notes, uh, which you can get to by going to dimland.com, click on the blog op option, and you'll get to this week's this show's show notes. And anyway, so, so go to dimland.com. All right. Uh, and he had stated that in uh, that their their uh, magazine, if you will, uh, tries to stay apolitical. Uh, they because they you know they realize that there are Christians that are conservative and there are Christians that are liberal and they want to try to be representative of both. But every now and then, they speak up. They did so in 1998 when William Jefferson Clinton was being impeached, and they stepped up and said. He should be impeached. He needs to go. And they've just recently stood up and said that Donald John Trump 
needs to go. Uh, I'll let you read the, uh, the op-ed piece, and you can decide on its merits for yourself. Uh, I thought it was a very interesting piece. Uh, it had some God stuff in there, and some abortion stuff in there, and all that. But you know, yeah, that's you know, they're Christians. What are you going to do? Okay. Uh, then, <laughs> then came the trolls. One troll in particular. I'm going to tell a couple tales about this particular troll uh, on the Facebook. Which Facebook? You know, I'm trying not to. I'm trying to make it. A not so negative place by adding negativity to my own, but I do have some snark here and there. <laughs> so I can't say I'm completely innocent, but I try not to troll. I really do. Uh, one of the things that makes you know me different from what I understand trolls to be is that I don't want people to unfriend and block me. Uh, I'm going to point out something. I ha I was blocked once, unfriended and blocked once by somebody who. Uh, I was questioning their paranormal beliefs uh, or their alternative medicine beliefs or something. I was questioning that. I was bringing up, you know, what kind of evidence do you have for that? I was doing the skeptical thing, and I was—I thought I was being fairly respectful, but they didn't want to be questioned, and kaboom, I was done. Well, um, there's a Facebook friend I have. I do not know this person personally. Uh, they apparently are a uh, Donald J. Trump supporter. Uh, I'm sorry, Donald John, uh, Donald John Trump supporter and they they posted uh, on their page uh, he hasn't been impeached <laughs> he hasn't been impeached uh, I don't know if I got the exact quote but that's essentially it and very friendly social media folks attempted to point out to this fellow that yes he has been impeached you know that's what the house does and somebody put up a um, you know, a, an infographic about how the impeachment process works, what happens next after the impeachment, and the, you know, the trial part that goes over the Senate, and all the stuff I was talking about earlier. Uh, they, they they tried, and this fellow just uh, who I'll call troll, troll just kept to his guns and just kept saying that, and he was also a bit verbally abusive. Now I will admit that my comment was a little bit of a maybe. A little bit of a troll. Maybe. Trollish bit. Just a little bit. It was a little tweak at him. I said, you're not a Russian bot, are you? And he took exception to that. And we got into a discussion. You know, I, I commented on his post, and then his comments, his replies to my comment, we went back and forth with each other on this. People kept asking him for, you know, Cite your sources. What, how is it that you're saying this? What, where, where do you come up with this? People kept doing that. I will say, I will tell you more about that when I come back from my break. I've gotten to the to the first one. Uh, this is uh, technically my Christmas show, so my bumpers will be Christmas bumpers. I don't know if I'll have any Christmas content though. You know, I'm having that war on holiday, so. Anyway, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Ztalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'll be back after this break. Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl. Santa baby. 
the station that beats all the competition. And we'll prove it as soon as we hear any competition. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. When, oh, when will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. And welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I did blog this past week for uh, Warehouse Fine, which is the official blog of Nostalgia Zone, which is the comic book store that I work for. Uh, I did blog this week about uh, uh, two of my favorite uh, Rankin-Bass Christmas television specials and one not-so-much-favorite. Uh, and... Um, the song that you just heard coming out of that break, uh, "Have a Holly Jolly Christmas," uh, that's that's uh, features in the in the blog. Uh, I'll try to remember to to link to it. Here, there, there's my Christmas content. I'll link to that blog <laughs> on the show notes. Go to dimland.com, click on the blog option, and uh, and you'll get to the show notes. Uh, okay, all right. So, all right, I'll try to remember to put that up there. I, uh, okay. All right. <clears throat> So I asked the fellow if he's a Russian bot, knowing that that could be a little needle that might get under the skin of, uh, of uh, uh, supporters of a certain politician, uh, because it's known now that Russians and Russian bots uh, on social media uh, helped to influence the 2016 election by fomenting division. Uh, and so, you know, to accuse this supporter of being uh, that, I, I knew it would be just a little tweak. So he responds by, you know, and I, like I said, I, I have to admit, I, was, I did it first. You know, I used a little I, pejorative, I guess, first. And then he, so he responds by saying something about me wearing a pussy hat. And I said, well, hey, I live in Minnesota. It gets cold. I got to wear a hat. Which he thought was funny, and I was trying to show that, look, I'm not taking this completely seriously. I'm making a little joke about it. And he says, well, as long as the hat's not so tight that it cuts off the circulation to your brain. I said, no, my scarf does that. And he laughed at that. So I thought I'd establish that, okay, I'm not, you know, I, I'm joking a little bit here, so let's not, you know, let's not, yeah, 
okay, let's not be too snarky, but uh, he, he uh, I think he called me a libtard. Uh, he also did the uh, pussy head. I've never heard of, I don't, pussy head, pussy head, I, I, I don't know what that, I mean, I, I don't know. It's a strange, I've never heard that uh, uh, epithet before, but he was still throwing that at me. And he and other people were asking him for to sort to cite his citations to cite his source. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have not been drinking that much. Uh, it's and he just said, "Well, you know, I I, I, I posted it on my Facebook page, and I'm not going to you know do your homework for you." You know, that's what I can't stand. If you're going to make a claim on social media. Don't then, when somebody asks you to back up the claim, don't say, do your homework, do your own research. Don't do that, because that is bullshit. Back it up. Be prepared to back it up. Anyway, so he, he, he mentioned something about he had posted on his Facebook page. So I look through his Facebook page. I find what I think is what he was referring to by saying that Donald John Trump has not been impeached. It's an opinion piece written uh, for Bloomberg.com, written by a fellow named Noah Feldman. Noah Feldman is a professor at Harvard Law School. He also happens to be one of the witnesses for the Democrats during the impeachment hearings. Uh, he wrote an op-ed piece saying that because the House has not selected their managers and sent the Articles of Impeachment over to the Senate, Donald John Trump has technically not been impeached yet. That that process needs to, be, needs to happen. Now, Feldman didn't say technically, but he is dealing with technicalities. It's just this, this, this part of the process has not been completed and so he says that uh, you know Donald John Trump can say, "I haven't been impeached," and it's possible that the House might never send the articles over to the Senate. It might just just die there. You know, it's just it's the the, the House passed an, an impeachment vote to yes, he's impeached, but because you know they don't send the articles over to the Senate. The president can say he has been impeached, and his supporters can say it too. So, in this, as I record this show, I think we're in that in-between time where the articles have not been sent to the Senate. So, technically, he hasn't been impeached, although he has. And so, I read that uh, that that op, uh, it was an opinion piece. I read that, and I thought, well, you know, I can I can modify my opinions I can change my opinions and my positions if I'm given good evidence if I'm giving given hard facts or a, a reasonable argument if it's an opinion and you know, and it's a reasonable argument I can look at that and say hmm well okay I, um, I can accept that and I started to say things like that in the little back and forth I was having with troll and he was still you know, says, and I and I, I did my homework. Uh, I, I, you know, because he told me to do that. I did my homework. I found the article you're talking about. I uh, read it. Seems, you know, I, I'm technically correct. And uh, you know, and I checked my pocket constitution, which I posted my picture of me holding my pocket constitution. He says, "Do you keep that in your next to your pocket dildo?" And I said, "Jesus, you know, 
can you know, learn to accept when somebody's agreeing with you. And he went, oh, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> like that. So I then, on the main thread comments, I, I, I put in there that, uh, and I was being kind of stern with Troll by saying, well, since Troll wants to be obtuse and won't, you know, won't demonstrate to you why it is he thinks this, I'll do it. And then I put a link to the opinion piece and I explained what it says briefly. And I said, so technically, he hasn't been impeached. All right. And then Troll says something to me about, it says, yeah, sorry if I was a, a dick with you. I just, you know, I, I didn't like the name call. You know, he didn't like me calling him a, a Russian bot. <laughs> I said, fair enough, but I should have said, really, uh, I can be called a pussy head and a libtard and, and be accused of wearing a pussy hat and having a pocket dildo, and <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> but that's the thing about trolls. You know, they can throw epithets all they want. Put, send one back at them, and it's war, man. And they're, they're, they get hurt. They're hurt. And you know that if you sat face-to-face -face with the person, they would never talk that way. They would not be that brave as they are on the internets. They're that kid that gets brave, uh, you know, when you know, tell them to knock something off, and they do when they're right close to you. But then when they get across the street and uh, down the block, they get sassy again. Well, yeah, I'm, you're out of reach right now, but don't forget, I'll remember. But anyway, so that's that's the, the they're the internet equivalent of that kid. So, you know, I thought we had a little bit of a meeting of the minds. I mean. Figure he'd stop him being from being a troll, but I thought, okay, I'm going to keep him around as a Facebook friend because I don't want to be in an echo chamber. I I I want to I want to have it's it's okay to have Facebook friends that disagree with me. I figured. And then something occurred to me, and this will explain why I've been doing something that you probably noticed. Something occurred to me that uh, uh, that I asked the question on Facebook. I put it right out there, and I said, I have a question. Uh, I said, why is it that uh, the, the, the folks that uh, insisted on calling President Obama Barack Hussein Obama, because that's his name, don't insist on calling President Trump Donald John Trump? I wonder why that is. Now, the other exchange I had with Troll was on something he posted on his page. But then I post this question on my page, and then Troll jumps in, still doing trollish things. Well, he's now commenting on something I put on my page, and he doesn't realize that I have a lot of skeptical friends. And my skeptical friends can see his response. And his response is something about how, uh, you know, some, some derogatory term, uh, uh, way of saying Obama's name, uh, you know, messed up the economy, messed up the country, or whatever else, whatever. And they said, you know, cite your sources. And he wouldn't. And a bunch of them just kept saying, well, what's your evidence for this? And he would just call them names. He'd call them pussyheads and liptards. And, he said, and they'd say, you know, one of them said, you know, epithets is not evidence. You know, and it's just, he just kept, he kept up at it. He was just being an asshole. 
and I and I'm and I'm watching this, and uh, and and I'm you know I'm letting other people deal with them. You know, I wanted to see how they would deal with them. And he's just back and forth at him, back and you know, and and I I almost sent him a private message saying, "Hey, stop being an asshole." But then I thought, "No, no, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't. No, I don't want to engage that way." So, um, people were showing him how the economy improved under under President Obama, that the the uh, you know the stock market went up, and and he throws back these you know fake facts. And one says, fake facts? How do you fake the stock market numbers? <laughs> how is it that they're fake? Do you, do you know how to read charts? <laughs> was asked of this guy. And he's still just he's being abusive and rude and cruel. And that led to me writing this in the comments. Just earlier today, Troll, I use his name, but I'm calling him Troll. Troll and I had come to a meeting of the minds when he was trollishly arguing that Trump hasn't been impeached yet. Lots of people took him to task, and he was just as forthcoming with his citations in that, dis in that discussion. He made one remark in the comments about sharing his evidence on his page, so I checked it out. It turns out the Troll can be considered technically correct. The impeachment process isn't complete until the House sends the articles of impeachment to the Senate. This is according to Noah Feldman, a law professor at Harvard and a Democrat witness in the impeachment hearings. It's Feldman's opinion, it's not law, but then the Constitution isn't, isn't specific on impeachment procedures. But I accept the technicality. Uh, I told the troll as much. He said he was sorry for being a quote-unquote dick. Uh, but I had suggested he was a Russian bot, and he didn't like that. I guess it's a trait of trolls that they can hurl epithets all they like, throw one back, and it's war. And when I announced that I had, you know, before I unfriended him and blocked him, I said, I'm about to make the trolls day uh, by, by unfriending and blocking him. But, you know, I, I don't want to have an echo chamber. I don't mind having friends that disagree with me, but I do mind having, you know, having Facebook friends who are assholes. So boom. Now, <clears throat> so the Barack Hussein Obama thing. Uh, I know, uh, you know there was there was when he was running for president, and when he became president, there were some prominent conservative types that would use the full name. Uh, there was, uh, Ann Coulter was one, I think Rush Limbaugh was another. And then I have a personal friend who would do that the same, the same thing. And I did, you know, I gave him some shit about it. Why are you calling him Barack Hussein Obama? He said, well, it's his name. I said, yeah, well, you didn't, you didn't say, uh, well, for George W. Bush, we had to say George W. Bush because there was there was his father was president, but you didn't say you know you didn't say Ronald Wilson Reagan, you didn't say George Herbert Walker Bush, you didn't say James Earl Carter, you didn't say William Jefferson Clinton, you didn't say Richard Milhouse Nixon, you didn't say you know Gerald whatever his middle name Ford, you didn't you didn't do that. You decided to say Barack Hussein Obama, 
And I know the answer to my question is why it was said. Some people suggested it was racist. I'm not sure racism is, is the reason, but, but Islamophobia is. And his name sounds Islamic. His name sounds Muslim. So, even though the president wasn't Muslim. And, and it, it was, you know, and that's why he was, his, his middle name was said because, and, and look, even before he was, uh, became the candidate, I was saying that I didn't think the American people would be voting for a guy whose middle name was Hussein. So soon after Putin, Saddam Hussein out of power in Iraq, I thought Hillary Clinton was going to get the nomination. Uh, someone suggested that uh, that Obama wasn't born in America. You know that birther nonsense. Yeah, you know she and she, the person who said it was the person that I went to high school with, uh, says well he he wasn't born here. And I said right, he was born in Hawaii. Here being Minnesota because the two of us still live in Minnesota. But you know right, he was born in Hawaii. <laughs> and and it's, it's like let me you know there's there's an obvious question to ask if 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 obama hadn't been born in the united states if he really had been born in kenya and there was any way to confirm that any way to confirm that hillary clinton would have had that exposed that in order to get the nomination for to, to be to for the presidency she would have done that she couldn't find it Nobody else could find it. We found his birth certificate. We found the announcement in a, in a Hawaiian newspaper saying he, was, he had been born. I don't think newspapers in America post announcements about people born in Kenya. Not in 1961, especially. So, using his middle name, and I thought, like I said, I thought Hussein... I didn't think people would be ready to vote for him. I didn't say that they would be right. I just didn't think American people would be ready, and I was wrong. I hope I'm wrong about what, uh, what was going to happen with the impeachment, because we know he's going to be acquitted, and <laughs> I'm certain he'll be reelected. That will be an exclusive club for President uh, Trump. He will be the only president to have been impeached, acquitted, and reelected. So he'll be the only one. I think that's going to happen. Uh, I do have a couple more thoughts about this uh, before I move on to, I don't know, maybe more pleasant things, I hope. But uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I shall return. Silver and gold, silver and gold, everyone wishes for silver and gold How do you measure its worth Just by the pleasure Well, I'll be hornswoggled You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network You don't say Oh, what? You think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com that's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident.
Influenza season is upon us and it can be a killer. But it's not too late to vaccinate. Usually, most cases of influenza in Minnesota don't even occur until January or February, and the season lasts all the way through April. Get a flu shot now, and you'll protect not only yourself, but those around you. See your doctor or visit mdhflu.com to find a flu clinic near you. This message from the Minnesota Department of Health. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio's Red-Headed Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. Get him some Z's. Get him some Z's. Get him some Z's. Wake up. Listen to Z-Talk Radio. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. This is my Christmas show <laughs> because I'm using Christmas bumpers. <laughs> and you may have noticed that uh, all this month, uh, if you listen all the way to the end, you'll hear that there's a little Christmas tag I have at the end that comes from uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. It's uh, Fred Astaire starting to sing the song Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I just felt like putting that in there at the end of each show. Uh, oh, by the way, I will not be doing a show next week. I know I've been taking shows off recently, but I will not be doing a show next week. This will be the last Dimland Radio uh, of 2019. The next time I will be talking with you uh, will be uh, in 2020. So um, it will. I'm just. It's just a busy week. This holiday week that's coming up. It's going to be busy uh, at work, and I just. I'm not going to be able to to get it together and yeah so okay so there will not be a dimland radio next week but i still have a few minutes left in this one so why barack hussein obama it's to it's to you know fan the idea that he's a muslim it's a way of pointing him he's one of the other you know fear the other it's a way of doing that and uh in the discussion that you know, somebody was saying, "Well, he is Muslim. You know, he went to some Muslim school. When he was a kid or something. He went to a mosque. They called it a Muslim church. It's not a Muslim church. It's a mosque. But that he went there, and you know, and people were refuting things. He said, well, he's, he says he's Christian. He goes to a Christian church. He says, you know, take him at his word. And then I put in there. Besides, if he was Muslim, so what? There is nothing." in the U.S. Constitution that says that a Muslim cannot be the President of the United States. I've told you this before. In the Constitution, in Article 2, they talk about what the qualifications are to be President. It's three. Three things. They must be at least 35 years of age. They must have been born in the United States or been United been citizens of the United States at the time that the Constitution was adopted. Well, 
that one we can set aside because that person would have to be pretty damn old now, right? And the the other provision is they had to have been a resident of the of the United States for 14 years. That's it. 35 born in the United States, resident for 14 years. That's it. There's nothing about hair color, eye color, skin color, height, weight, sex or, or gender, uh, sexual preferences, nothing. May, you know, there's there's nothing. There's no uh, um, educational background, uh, criminal background. There's nothing of that. Other of that. And there's only one other provision about who is ineligible to be president. Anyone who has served two terms is no longer eligible to be president. There is a dumb notion being floated out there that because Trump has his first term has been so taken up with this impeachment stuff that you know should he be acquitted he should be able to run for a third term that is just dumb it's just plain dumb okay the 22nd amendment set the term limits two terms it's just dumb okay but that's it. There's nothing about what religion the person is supposed to be. The only time religion is mentioned in the Constitution is when it says that we have the freedom of religion, that Congress shall establish no religion and no and 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 uh, hinder the the free practice thereof. That's in the First Amendment. That's it. No God mentioned. There's none of that. So, so what? So what if he's Muslim? If some, you know, a Muslim could be president of the United States, it, it could happen. A Hindu could be. An atheist. <gasps> An atheist? <gasps> it's kind of what we thought Trump was. But no, he's the, he's the second coming, according to the evangelicals. <sighs> well, let's see. That's enough of that, right? Enough of that. Uh, don't feed the trolls. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, gee whiz, it was something. But uh, I do have uh, uh, one of these. I haven't had one of these in a long time. It's not true, it's not true. I'm telling you, because I'm fearing you're aware. It's not true. Okay, what's not true? Now this is an easy it's not true. Uh, it should be an easy it's not true. Uh, it has to do with conspiracy theory. Uh, and the conspiracy theory is uh, we, we, human beings, the United States and NASA in particular, did not land men on the moon. Now this has been debunked three ways to Sunday. I mean, he's all he, the flag is moving. Well, yeah, that's because it got moved. <laughs> it wasn't blowing in the wind. Uh, there's no stars in the photographs. There's, you know, there's, there's the shadows on the on the on the moon don't go the correct way, and all this stuff. It's it's, it's it was it was uh, it was uh, created by uh, the, the footage was faked by Stanley Kubrick. 
which the joke to that is uh, he was such a perfectionist he dis he insisted on filming on location so uh, belief in uh, the moon landing conspiracy is not as high as some of the other conspiracy beliefs that there are these today uh, but it's it's still still fairly strong and apparently I have a Facebook friend who is one of those who thinks that we didn't land on the moon and he shared a photograph of a of, a, of an astronaut descending the ladder of a lunar lander and uh, and his uh, let's see did I write down what he wrote he wrote it in all capitals uh, who took the damn photo Indicating that here we have a picture of uh, of Neil Armstrong descending the ladder of the of the lander, and here's this beautiful full color picture of him on the ladder. Who took that picture? <laughs> I mean, he's the first man on the moon. Somebody had to be there to take the picture. Checkmate, atheists or whatever. <laughs> I if the guy is to be believed, he might be being a troll, but but judging by the comments he, he said after that, it, it's you know no that you know it's, it's it, it, it I, I well he, he just it seemed to me he was saying like no that's that's you know that's what that is that's uh, that, that's that's not, you know somebody else took that picture that was you know. and um I think he's uh, he was legit in and wondering who took the damn picture well class. Do we have an answer to this fellow's question? Do we have an answer? The answer is Neil Armstrong took the picture. That's Buzz Aldrin coming down the ladder. There were two men who walked on the moon in the Apollo 11 mission, as were as there were in each of the subsequent missions that made it to the moon. Two men each walked around. And you know, hit a golf ball, did a push-up. You know, what else can you do with it? So, uh, and and that's that's Buzz Aldrin coming down. And just a quick Google of the image to find out what's going on. And there's the caption. There's an article about it, and the caption says Buzz Aldrin, you know, coming down the down the ladder. It's just <laughs> that's the answer. So. It, it, this conspiracy that we didn't land on the moon and that somehow there was someone else there to take a picture of Neil Armstrong coming down the ladder, somebody already on the, on the moon taking the picture of Neil Armstrong, uh, well, that's, it's not true. It's not true, it's not true I'm telling you Cause I'm up here and you're nowhere It's not true And I'm going to see if I can get this one in uh, for this week. And now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. The other day, 
I put up a pedantic moment on my Facebook page, and I said, uh, the tens may be over, but the decade still has one year to go. Now, this stems from my uh, going half crazy in 1999 with all the people saying that the new millennium was upon us, that the millennium was ending, that the century was ending. No, the 20th century still has one year to go. The second millennium still has one year to go. It doesn't end until the end of the year 2000. It is not the new millennium. We're a year away from it on December 31st, 1999. We're a year away from the end of the millennium and the end of the 20th century. It's the same thing with decades. Uh, you know, although it's a little trickier. But the, so I had, so I, I said that on there, and then I had a Facebook friend who is not a troll, not at all. Very smart. I've met him, and I've talked with him on occasion through the, the internets, and very smart. And, uh, and he started bringing up an argument that it made my wheels turn in my head. Huh. Huh. He was saying there's numerical decades and historic deca decades. Numerical decades are, you know, 1980, let's say the 80s. You're stuck in the 80s. 1981 to 1990. That's a decade. That's the decade. But, you know, that's the numerical decade. But the historic decade is 1980 to 1989. Uh, because, but I, you know, and because it's, people don't say, you know that the that 1990 or 19 is part of the 80s, and and then he brought up this argument. He said, uh, "Would you think that somebody saying that Mount St. Helens erupted in the 70s was correct?" And he says, "You wouldn't, would you? Because Mount St. Helens erupted in 1980, but it was of that decade." He says, "So it's different for that," and I was like, "Yeah, the wheels are turning." And uh, much to the chagrin of another friend of mine, said, no, 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 hold your ground, hold your ground. I said, no, 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 look, I'm willing to change my point of view if I get a good, reasonable argument or good facts or good evidence. I'm willing to change my point of view. However, my original statement was, the tens may be over, but the decade still has a year to go. You know, I'm, I'm kind of agreeing with him. He's kind of agreeing with me it, it's we're just you know it's just kind of just just fudging on the edges here so um it's it's but if you look at and as another friend came in and said look <laughs> the second decade of the 21st century is not over yet it doesn't end until december 31st uh, 2020. You have to get through that year before the second decade ends. So it's mushy. <laughs> it's mushy. I'm going to be okay with people thinking that the decade goes from 1980 or, you know, from, from 2000 to 2009. I'm going to be okay with it. I'm not okay with the 10-year challenge going from 20 it's from 2009 to uh, 2019 the 2009 to 2019 that's 11 years that's not 10 that's 11 <laughs>
all right, all right, all right. <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, let's settle it back down. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of the '80s, uh, it uh, the uh, podcast that I listened to. That's uh, uh, called Stuck in the 80s. I've been fortunate enough to be a guest on that a couple few times. It has been quite a while, though. <coughs> Steve. <coughs> Brad. It's been since, since Prince died that I've been on the podcast. I guess they just don't uh, like good old Dr. Jim's viewpoints anymore. No, it's, it's okay. I'm just, I'm just teasing. Uh, they can have me on whenever they want, or if they don't get me on again, that's fine. They've had me on a number of times, and that's cool. So I'm grateful for that. I'm, not, I'm just being a little bit of a nudge. Anyway, they just had their, their latest podcast uh, came out uh, just you know la- earlier this week, and it, it's always an enjoyable podcast. And this time, what they did was a comparison of two albums. That came out in 1979, late 1979. But I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute, it's stuck in the 80s. What are you doing talking about an album that came out in 1979? Well, what the podcast does is they will examine things from the 70s because they believe that that informed stuff that happened in the 80s. And then they'll examine things that happened in the 90s because they feel that that's a, uh, an influence of the 80s on, on that decade. So it's fair game. And I'm down with that. You know, So... They, com- they did a compare and contrast between two albums. One was uh, The Clash's London Calling, which <clears throat> was released in December 1979, uh, and Rolling Stone named it the greatest album of the 1980s. The greatest album of the 1980s, according to Rolling Stone, came out in 1979. But anyway, <clears throat> I think it was released in the 80s, in early in the 80s, like January 1980 in the United States. In England, it was released in December of 79. I think that's the loophole. Anyway, they do a compare and contrast between London Calling by The Clash and the self-titled debut album by Christopher Cross. Uh, it's an interesting podcast. I suggest that you listen to it for it to be entertained and all that. But I do have a compare and contrast for you right now. Um, let's see. You've got London Calling and uh, the debut album of Christopher Cross. Well, uh, one album is historically significant. It was a commentary on society, culture, and politics. It made a statement that will be examined for years to come. Its influence both musically and in the message is incalculable. The other won a bunch of Grammys. Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Okay, the end of another show. Uh, As I said, uh, there will not be a show next week. I will talk to you again in the beginning of uh, 2020. So uh, until then, uh, have a good Christmas and holiday season to everybody. And uh, Happy New Year. I'll see you in 2020. Um, you've been listening to Jim Land Radio on the CTOF Radio Network. Be skeptical, extraordinary claims, etc., 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 etc. And uh, remember, sleep with the lights off.
You can check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option, and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell. Behave yourselves. Cause Santa can still look into his magic snowball and see just what you're up to. And now that you know all about him, you can be darn sure. That comes snow or high water. Santa Claus is coming to town. You better watch out, you better not cry. You better-